0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. It has been nine months since Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed historic legislation to overhaul auto insurance here in Michigan. It'll be another few months before those changes take full effect and people start seeing changes on their insurance bills. But the benefits aren't all automatic. So Efforts are underway to educate people and ensure uh, that they know about the new law and how they can take full advantage. Joining us now to talk more about what the changes are and what we might all need to do to make sure that we are taking advantage is Chad Livengood. He is a senior editor at Crane's Detroit Business. Chad, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Yeah. So let's talk about the rollout first of this insurance reform How is that going to happen? When is that going to happen? And how quickly do people need to get themselves up to speed?
1: Yeah, for consumers, the overriding major change here is that for the first time since no fault law went on the books in 1973, uh, consumers will be able to opt out of buying unlimited personal protection uh, known as PIP which is the medical coverage uh, for if you're injured in an accident. It covers your hospital bills, your rehabilitation. It also covers lost wages and uh, modifications to your home for your, if you were catastrophically injured. Uh, and so this, this is a big change where uh, uh, motorists are going to be able to buy different levels. They'll either be able to buy unlimited still, uh, $500,000 of coverage, $250,000 of, of PIP coverage, and $50,000 of PIP coverage for some people on medicaid and that's it's kind of it's kind of uh, confusing if you're if you're going to get that $50,000 coverage you have to live with someone who also already has uh, coverage through their own personal health care so it's going to be limited to certain certain households but the big one is going to be 250,000 and 500,000 or just opt out completely and the opt out completely um, provision uh, says essentially that you have to have a private health insurance that covers uh, uh, auto injuries. Or you could have a government health insurance. So most Medicare is supposed to cover auto injuries, so it will allow a lot of seniors to opt out of, of paying the PIP portion of their insurance completely. And for some places, particularly in Metro Detroit, PIP can be 50 to 75 percent of your entire auto insurance bill. So, and it's really it's really the single main uh, aspect that
0: has driven up auto insurance rates over the last decade. So, if you do opt out, though, there are potential. Consequences? There are potential downsides, and this is what the arguments about this legislation were about when we were doing this last year.
1: Yeah. So so most um, uh, employers that have a health uh, provision in their health insurance that will cover auto injuries, it's it's not the same as what um, your auto insurance PIP coverage covered. So, for example, if you were in a car accident and you broke your leg. And you um, uh, could not uh, uh, be working construction uh, for the next uh, year or so. PIP would cover lost wages that uh, the your health insurance doesn't cover that. Um, there may be some other ways that uh, you get short term disability through your employer, but uh, but uh, your uh, health insurance is not going to cover that. It's Just going to cover the broken bone and and the rehabilitation. So there are major differences, and this is what uh, uh, if you're a human resources benefits manager at a company in Michigan right now. This is there these folks are are wrestling with trying to be able to explain this to their uh, to their um, Employees that yes, we will cover your auto injuries. You can you can opt out. Here's how you can do it. Uh, They have to kind of create a communication plan to be able to give basically a piece of paper to every employee and says. So they can take that to their auto insurance uh, agent, and auto insurance agents are not looking forward to this uh, because this is going to this is going to become very very cumbersome for them to be able to give um, uh, discounts or to give just quotes basically over the phone. They're going to have to have um, a firm piece of paper in their hands that says this person does have health insurance because the fear is that you, if you don't have that backstop, that if you're in a, a bad act, car accident and you do sustain bad injuries, you, there, there's there's a fear that people will be underinsured all of a sudden. Mm. Um, and whereas in the past, well, there's been an argument that Michigan motorists have been overinsured, uh, that uh, particularly seniors, that, uh, that that was one of the arguments to sell this that Mayor Mike Duggan made, is that uh, seniors were paying double. Um, and and that we can argue uh, the uh, the facts, facts and accuracy of that. But that, that was a real big selling point in the legislature to let people start uh, uh, shedding this this uh, this form of insurance. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk about the efforts to make sure people know what they're supposed to know. Who's who's doing that?
1: So the uh, the State Department of Insurance and Financial Services um, is the regulator of auto insurance in Michigan. They have created a new website. It's michigan.gov forward slash auto insurance. And it is basically kind of a you know basic basic consumer uh, information uh, about how to choosing different levels of coverage, uh, understanding you know what what the law does. Um, it, It gives you some also some some you know avenues to file complaints against insurers or other. Of uh, in in businesses that are, that um, uh, taking auto insurance for for accidents, and and so it's 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 the the basic uh, effort. There is an effort underway to have some kind of a television campaign, a public education campaign from the state that that seems a little you know not. Not uh, firm yet. Uh, the, the Michigan Health and Hospital Association is also doing its own public education campaign, but they've said it's going to be limited to basically social media. Um, as as one executive at uh, at that association for hospitals said to me, um, it's an election year. TV is kind of expensive, um, and if you pay attention to uh, to, to uh, TV right now, you know with Michael Bloomberg you know, taking up a lot of your airwaves. Uh, that is that is definitely a, a, a problem in reality. Reality. And so uh, th- and there's not a lot of time here. As July 1st, this law goes into effect, and so um, there's a lot of effort to try to Get ready, like from from business end, you know, trying to basically adjust their benefits. Some businesses will actually have to change their health insurance plans, or or they or their employees will not be able to opt out. Um, so, as an example, Quicken Loans um, previously did not cover auto injuries. Uh, its uh, owner and founder uh, Dan Gilbert. Uh, um, was one of the leading champions to get this law changed and at the, and, and when they got the law changed and passed uh, um, his company committed to actually adding auto insurance injury or auto injuries to their health care benefit um, so there's mid-year changes and that's that's a little part of the thing that's getting a little dicey here is that most private health insurance and even government health insurance ch- turns over at the beginning of the year. Mm. Uh, we, we you know we have open enrollment periods if you work you get employer sponsored health insurance that start that that go on in October and November and now we're we're changing um, uh, benefits and and we're changing the structure of one form of healthcare to another in the middle of the calendar year and that's going kind to of, that's making it a little bit uh, uh, complicated.
0: Hmm. Uh, Mayor Mike Duggan says as long as people do certain things, they will see overall reductions in their auto insurance. Is, is that really the case? I mean, I, I think that's the thing that's on people's minds in the city, especially, that as long as you choose... The right options somehow you will get a break on on your rates. So, it, it, if you don't do
1: anything, if you just stay with unlimited coverage because you want to protect against uh, uh, the you know catastrophic injury, um, you're supposed to get a ten percent um, cut in the personal injury protection uh, mm-hmm. portion of your of your pip of your insurance. Not the entire bill, but just the pip. But that part. Um, and if you go to five hundred thousand dollars, you're supposed to get a 20% reduction. If you go to $250,000, you're supposed to get a 35% reduction. If you if you qualify to be able to get the $50,000 coverage, you're supposed to get 45%. So um, I, I think uh, for, for the mayor, when he's looking at a population of people who are driving without insurance, I think the the what he's going to try to go out and talk about is 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 if you can, if you have employer health care or you have Medicare, you just need to get car insurance and and opt out of PIP completely, and and it will it will be significant for a lot of Detroiters, uh, because the the their rates these four or five thousand dollar car insurance rates, um, most of them are very much. The majority of the of the of the premium is tied up in personal injury protection, so it, I think it will drive down in the city. I think it's going to be spotty and and it's going to be case by case in mm. the suburbs, uh, and even some parts of of rural Michigan, uh, it may be really limited because you can go out to kind of rural parts of rural Michigan and pay eight hundred dollars uh, right. um, you know, every every uh, six months for for car insurance, for, uh, whereas you you would you would pay thirty eight hundred dollars uh, if you lived at uh, at 8 Mile Woodward.
0: Right. Uh, one of the other issues, of course, with insurance is, is redlining and the, the extent to which insurers are just charging based on uh, poverty or race or or, or other factors that, that play a role in people's residence, where they live. There, there was a, a lot of argument last year about whether this bill addresses redlining, does it? well
1: we're we're gonna find out. Um, so it's supposed to take away all the non-driving factors like education level. I mean you might recall I did a story once about how I just did searches of 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 a of a, of a female uh, make-believe thirty two year old female living at uh, an address in Detroit. and if you gave her a law degree, she had significantly less uh, cost of car insurance versus someone without a high school diploma. So um, th- those those factors are supposed to go away. And the territorial um, uh, factor, which is the real key here, it is, it is not allowing um, – uh, not, they're not allowed to, to make territories by zip code. That's what the law says. But there's a little opening here that allows them to make territories differently. Um, and, and so, for example, AAA – already has territories based on census tracts, which are Multiple census tracts in one zip code is basically whole neighborhoods of Detroit are kind of caught up and carved up based on on, on and that's how their car insurance rates are set. And so, I, and I wrote this piece once about how uh, at at Mack and Maross on the Gross Point border, uh, within a um, six block radius, there's like five different car insurance rates for AAA. Um, uh, and and it, and guess what? It's a lot cheaper over in Gross Point Farms um, mm-hmm. than it is over in Detroit. And so um, this is going to be the real test. I mean, it, do do car insurance companies uh, create new territories that are like basically the size of two zip codes combined? Um, do they go to towns, uh, the entire city, uh, one rate? I uh, We'll be going to watch in this. I, I kind of t- tend to doubt that they're going to make it too much broader. Uh, if they can make smaller territories more compact, but not as um, – uh, not as uh, well. I say, I say if they can make bigger territories, not just one zip code. Mm-hmm. I think I think they will try to get a, get away with that. We're going to see, and, and there's there's um, there's a lot of um, changes at the state level, at the regulatory level, because now for the first time, uh, car insurance companies are going to have to actually get their rates approved. Um, by the state insurance commissioner and that and before we were a, a system called file and use where they literally just file with the state and just start charging it and now they're actually going to have to wait 90 days uh to get approval uh, or disapprove from the uh the, the uh, state yeah. insurance and there's commissioner some, there's some review of what and there's doing. some review they've i just wrote about it last week they, they the the um the state has hired six actuary firms um, because before, they had one person, uh, one actuary, to oversee a multi-billion dollar industry. And now they've hired six companies uh, on contract that are going to be uh, doing this independently. Before, um, it, it was literally left to the insurance companies to basically submit their own in- actuaries' um, certification. And we just believed them.
0: Okay. Chad Livengood, Senior Editor of Crane's Detroit Business. Always great to have you here on Detroit Today.
1: Thanks for having me, Stephen
0: to do it for me today i'll be back tomorrow and i hope you will too we're going to take a look at some of the reasons michigan is struggling to develop the robust workforce our employers and employees need and we'll look at a recent report that shows detroit is near the bottom when it comes to cities people from other areas want to come to this is 1019 wdet detroit's npr station your connection to news music and conversation we'll talk again tomorrow